Don't worry about it. Be, uh, no one will be pissed off. There you go. Um, and what is this? This is Samuel oh, Adams' Utopias. This is oh. 28%. Yeah, oh, man. As soon as I smelt it, I was like, oh, boom. Can I see that bottle? That's yeah. badass. This is the $200 bottle of beer. Yeah. And this is Sam Adams? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a $200 bottle of beer. Well, no wonder why. You gave me just a little taste. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we don't have that. I mean, it's not like we have a whole lot of it. Yeah, that is cool as hell. And what is... Oh, man. I got to fucking tweet this. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about uh, what Nick does at weddings. He uh, will do the ceremony, plays guitar. Yeah, guitar. generally, yeah, I'll do and the guitar then you'll for ceremonies. generally do, like, cocktail hour or, or... For the most part, cocktail hours. I've only done a couple of the actual, like, dancing part of receptions, and those are Do you do, like, dinner dance. music, too, or no? Uh, that's usually involved in the cocktail hours. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's usually what it is. Okay. Drinking, eating, and stuff like that, okay. where they want subtle jazz Until music. they want the electric slide, and then you kind of bow out. And then like, I kind of bounce out with my check and leave. Yeah. Uh, I've only done the actual dancing thing once. With a band, yeah. Okay. It was a lot of fun. I mean, but uh, no, I kind of prefer being able to leave early and not waste my entire night. No offense to the couple. Well, sure, but... Mazel so, tov, but I, I, I don't know you. I don't really care too much. <laughs> I just want my check and that's it. The um, And you were mentioning when you negotiate price that you get much better... You're better... You I get, get better results the when the... Just being in the normal, average, traditional wedding, the uh, starry-eyed bride-to-be yep, with her perfect day is in the room. The, the uh, groom doesn't uh, haggle as much. Exactly. Um, when and we were saying it doesn't matter whether It really natural, doesn't matter I mean, at all. Um, I haven't had any opportunities to play a gay wedding. I would absolutely... Actually, I'm trying to because my girlfriend's sister is getting married and... Uh, that's yeah. a gay wedding, and I'm pretty. I offered well, my okay, services, but, but so then, I'm like pretty excited. But the problem is that then your your price you're offering is curtailed by the fact you know them. I'm not print price. I'm going to play for free. Yeah, exactly. I know so, so you won't yeah, so I won't be able to use this yeah. test this theory. <laughs> but generally, uh, what happens? You with should the, haggle the price and then say, "I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, it was just a social experiment. Yeah. No, it's free." <laughs> I mean, generally, what happens is uh, when it comes down, I get a phone call for. A uh, wedding. Um, nine times out of the ten, I have to at least audition in some Which sort of you way. You have enough. I need to send them either a recording or meet up with them personally. I prefer to meet them personally, mm-hmm. uh, strictly because then I get them both in the same exact room. And when people are actually face to face with you, they also have a harder time haggling your prices because some people just don't like conflict. And secondly, I make sure that they're both in the room: the why, uh, the bride to be, and the future husband. And what I've discovered from when I just had the husbands haggle the price, they will haggle more when the bride is not around. Oh, sure. Because when the bride is around, it is what our love isn't worth his price. Yeah, is that, that it? I, I think the deal is that one of them really cares. Yep. Uh, and one of them is is trying to find. I, I, it doesn't matter who. It, it could be any. It could be any of them. I think <laughs> you're you're probably right, especially. Your, I mean, the culture around here is probably more that the... Yeah, the I mean, not to sound sexist, because obviously well, it's no, a, I I'm think, not, I think, but it I is a cultural it's thing. Not, I don't, it's I don't not think sexist, it's a, but it's, it's yeah. a sex thing, right? Because, I mean, well, I, I think the that, hormones are different. No, in, no, that's... Well, okay, culture. See, okay, culture. So I'm I sorry, think yeah, it's culture. culture I, don't, yeah. I don't think it's related to the sex. I think yeah. it's related to the culture. Sure, but the bride is culturally taught... That it's the specialist yeah. day, and it is the, and the life that you have been right. born to yeah. live for. Yeah. Blah blah blah, which yeah. is complete utter so bullshit. So it is, it is culture. It's it's not it's not hormones. chemistry. Yeah. It's not chemistry. Well, I meant chemistry more than hormones. Right. Yeah, but it it's. But. I mean, culture comes down to chemistry. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh, you tried to do no. you, what? Did you do to bring a big sip of that? Yeah. Oh, no. Shit. No. No. This no. Is... That's supposed to last you like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that a shot. Twenty-eight percent. This is a. This is as alcoholic as a spirit. Oh man! Uh, but it is a beer. It is brewed. It is not distilled. They use a special type of like mutant yeah, slow yeast down. they came up with. Enjoy it. Take tiny sips. It's incredibly delicious, but. I'll kick you I can, on your I can ass. smell I can smell your breath. Like I can smell it. Like I'm you can smell it through the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's generally how it works for weddings. I, I love playing weddings because um, 
you make bank. Well, that culture thing helps you. Yeah, right? the cultural thing definitely does help me in my field. And it's so funny because I, I've played private clubs. I've played dive bars. I've played uh, private businesses, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And where you get paid the most is weddings. And it's because it's a special day. People don't haggle as much on those type of days. And then the second best that I ever get paid is, ironically, uh, dive bars. Dive bars pay better than top-notch clubs that I've ever played around Pittsburgh, Cleveland, uh, Philadelphia area, Baltimore, um, every other place I've ever played. Uh, it's usually the shitty dive bars. It's not like they're putting money into infrastructure. That's what I mean. It's usually those places. <laughs> I, and also half yeah. of it, I think, they deal cocaine or something out of the bar that keeps them afloat. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, 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 like, there's that possibility. A dive bar is a cash business. That a cash business is great for laundering. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's that's just and you're a cash business, it. yeah. And I'm a cash business. Um, I do declare uh taxes on my stuff though, mm-hmm. just because I don't want them coming after me after they realize I buy all this stuff because a lot of it I probably could go untaxed, but I think I would get an eye eventually. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, it's, especially if you're eventually successful, it's a good to have just a backlog. Yeah, hey, I paid all my taxes. Yeah, it's not even yeah. like I mean, I'm I'm fairly decently successful, I guess, in my field because I I make a living off of it, and I, it's it sucks right now because it, it, I mean it's just like retail. You have your slow out slow mm-hmm. months and. January and February tend to be slow months. I'll get a little bit busy in February strictly because of Valentine's Day. I can get some restaurant gigs. But outside of that, it's really slow all the way up till spring. And then spring, I'm busy all the yeah, way. Yeah, because nobody's running around in Especially in here. Well, especially in Pittsburgh. You should go out on Valentine's Day and, like, look for couples walking into restaurants and, like, like just start serenading them and try to get tips and shit. <laughs> it will probably work. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, Pittsburgh is a when very weird city. When the your eye with the big pizza <laughs> That's the but, um, I mean, that's why in 2017, moving out to Philadelphia, a city that's more sustained with their music industry, and you can get work year-round. I'll be able to get a nice, decent teaching job out there. And I mean, not that it's not here. It's just the, the no, cultural I, difference of I, Pittsburgh I understand. compared to I mean, you know, you're, a metropolis you're a of a city. You should go to where the money is. Yeah. And then I mean, I, one of the reasons why we're here is because... This is where the money is for us in terms of our what yeah. we do, our jobs, our, our no. tech jobs. I was born here, so and okay. a Pittsburgh born here has an extra sure, yeah, anchor. Your so. your anchor, but I mean, one of the reasons I ended up here was because I I didn't want to be in Washington D.C. and here was an area where tech. Yeah, it's not like I have any issues with the city of Pittsburgh. I love I love Pittsburgh, but the thing, and you've heard these horror stories. I I've literally been promised money at clubs and then you do i do my work i'll play three hours plus an hour to set up an hour to deset and then when it comes to payment it they're gone it's like oh well we we agreed on this much but uh you're not going to get that much and then you try and fight it but it's it's pointless what's worth taking on the court for what four hundred dollars when half the time they'll pay you half of that, they'll give you two hundred. It's like, oh, okay, so now I got to take you to court for two hundred dollars. Yeah, there's something um, nice about having a W two. Yeah, I mean that's like the downside of things. And the thing is, though, I experience that more often in the Pittsburgh area than I ever have in Cleveland. And I've been gigging in Cleveland, Columbus, and Akron quite frequently for the past two to three years, and I've never, I've only had that issue once out of all the clubs I played there. Here, it's usually once every couple months I have that issue. And it's just something weird culturally with Pittsburgh on how I don't get it. Um, a lot of the sound engineers I talk to in the Pittsburgh area do not get it. But a lot of these clubs based on uh, what we call pay-to-play, where you have to sell tickets. And I refuse to sell mm-hmm. tickets because guess what? I'm already doing my work. You're going to do your work. You're a promoter. You called me for a reason because you heard I can produce a certain kind of product that i'm going to give to you and like i said yeah. to the last club owner i was like well, you're a contractor I, it's ultimately I, you're, exactly you're, you're, you're well, there to do a job you're um, not there to, to to sell people to watch you do your job i told a club recently you um, send them the collections what you need to do don't take them to court take them the collections well yeah. that's the thing is like, it yeah, i gotta pay for that yeah, it takes that? Time. He's, he's, he's at school he's but the collections works off of what they so you're not going to get your two extra 200 bucks but you're gonna make them pay the two hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, I mean, so. essentially, that's what it comes down to. You have to do a lot of. You can't just call yeah. a collection agency. Hey, I need two hundred bucks. No, well, no, you like these guys have not mm-hmm. paid their bills. 
They work on. It's not like he signs contracts. Oh, I get a. um, My contracts are through email now, where I tell them, okay. But there's not. It's not like when you can. It's not signature though. But when I say, okay, we're agreeing on this date, you will send me an email to this day. I mean, to this email address, you're going to have this date. This time span and the amount that you were paying us, so then I at least have a written agreement. Well, I mean, it, it would be great if you did have something where they signed, because then you could you could take them to a collections agency. I know. Like, here's the thing: It'd be I, really easy. Is there, uh, is there a? Uh, have you looked? Is there like a? Uh, uh, there's a musicians union. I mean, but is there like an online? Like, is there an app? Like an online service? Like or kick, a form letter? Like, you like just... Kickstarter? That like there is there's an accounting program. For people to pay their nannies, right? Mm-hmm. It handles all the... It's like, you know, I wonder if there's a similar thing for musicians to use with clubs. Not that I've ever discovered. Um, I'm sure I would have heard of that by now because I know... Countless, excuse me, I know countless... Maybe we can ask the wisdom of the crowds. Any listener who has any idea about this, please, yeah, send, please it send it in. I mean, um, it just, you know, like I heard an ad the other day for this thing for like, if you have a nanny, use our software to pay yeah. your nanny, you know? And it, I mean, we have that. It's it's called PayPal. That is how most musicians get paid, through PayPal, check, or cash. You that's need something that handles invoicing and stuff like that, right? So I mean, that's generally how... That, that's a good picture. I mean, it, the funny thing is, though, it's also you get clubs who... Um, I had one call me. I'm not going to name the club because I don't want to slander or anything like that. Shame them. Shame yeah. the fuck out of them. No, I don't do that. They called me and they said, hey, um, we would like to hire your band. Uh, you were recommended by this person. How much? And I said, my response was three-piece or four-piece. Am I paying? Like, are you paying three people or four people? And they said, well whatever one that works and i said for three piece you're gonna pay me 350 dollars. we'll pay for we'll play for three hours and the four piece i said you're gonna be talking a little bit closer to 500 dollars. and they told me their budget was about 150 dollars, and we shouldn't have to pay that amount so finally i got to actually say the one quote that i've really really been wanting to say for a long time was well you can call a plumber Ask him to work a Saturday from 9 to 1 a.m. Whatever he quotes you, I'll do for half. And there were no response. And I was just like, well, okay. So it's either 350 for a three-piece or mm-hmm. closer to 500 for a four-piece. I was like, just because you're talking more stuff for my PA system. Because yeah. they didn't even have a PA or anything like that. And you're talking an hour of setting up, hour of deconstructing. And they just, they passed on it. And I said, okay, well, here, I'll tell you what, I'll give you recommendation to other musicians who might do it for that price. I was like, but if you want me, the reason why you called me, that's my price. They haven't called me back. Most people yeah. actually do, though. Most people will hang up with you and call you back a few days well, so later. Well, so before, when I was, didn't. you know, like, before I was even working at Nauticom where I met Greg. By the way, here's Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, before I was working not come where I met Greg, right? I was doing like I was putting up flyers at like the grocery store or bulletin board, like computer help type things, right? And I was super cheap, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't believe the people that would just try to get over on you. Well, right, right. I would only want to, I would only be charging them like fifty bucks, and they'd want like six hundred dollars worth of work. Yep. I mean, well, I was the same exact thing when I was teaching private lessons. I still teach a couple, but for the most part, I, I, I just don't like kids too often. And so I have trouble teaching kids. So I only teach people now who are like above the age where mm-hmm. I can actually teach them advanced theory. But anyways, um, when I was teaching lessons, I was I was really cheap. I would go to your house. I'd drive to your house if it was at least in a reasonable distance. But uh, for your perspective, I was driving to people um, – past Warndale, I forget what that area is called. Sure. And I live over by Ross Park Mall. So I live 30 minutes with traffic right. away from there. And I was charging $15 a half hour a lesson. And I had people complaining about that price. It's like, look, you can't even go to a store and get that price. Most of them are 22 a half hour. And it wasn't until I had some professors and some other musician friends say, you know what, stop charging as cheap as you are. That's why people were like, using you is because they you're you're so cheap and they think like oh i can get over on this guy subconsciously so i raised all my prices and now i when i teach a lesson i teach them for 35 dollars an hour and i don't do it less than an hour lesson and you know what i never had one person complain about it ever since i made that change i mean the same thing it was just i was 
working for what I thought was, I, I didn't have a ton of experience, but you know, it was had more computer experience than the average person. So I could mm-hmm. help them out. Right. I was making enough money to be happy. I was a good bargain if I could get some work. And I had so many people with such fucked up systems and they would complain that it took so long to fix, you know? And, um, I never did get to the point where I could, where I rose, raised my prices. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I just got out of the home consulting business. Yeah. But, uh, I especially, I'd, my whenever I went through some of my like jobless stages, my parents would tell me you should do that, and I kept saying liability on that would be a fucking pain in the ass. So what, what if what if I fuck something up? They were going to ask me to to pay for it unless I have some sort of contract that says, well, if I fuck something up, it's, it's not my fault, and I'm not going to draw out that contract. Yeah. Nor is you know, so it's. I mean, well, I mean that's kind of like the hard the hardship that I took with my field. I mean, I'm a musician and music teacher so a lot of people see me as strictly a luxury and mm-hmm. and maybe that's what i am but because of that people like especially most when I'm, people are yeah especially when i'm playing like being hired most people think oh well i'm giving you opportunity i'm giving you exposure he's like guess what dude i, I really don't give two shits if i can become john bon jovi i really don't care because what i do for a living is pleasing for myself i play music for a living i get to hang out with great people and i make a living doing it no no it sounds it's like, like you're, sounds like farts yes yeah yeah it's like it's like no dude this is actually what i'm doing unless you want to be ants and not have some sort of entertainment or some sort of escape from your reality he's, he's doing so we've had this argument right greg <laughs> Greg's turned into a raging socialist over the last 10 years, yes, right? that's exactly how I describe it. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and, Greg and I aren't too far from each other, so maybe that's... Well, he, I mean, that's why we bond so well. Right. I'm, I'm not a capitalist socialist. So, yeah. so we have this argument, right, where... Um, I'm a democratic socialist. We have this argument, it, it, and it, you know, he mentioned it, but it's a classic thing. He, he feels that you know everyone should get a stipend, a living wage, you know, no matter what they want to do, even if there's... No perceived value to society, mm-hmm. right? And so I, you know, worked up the argument of, oh, if I just want to sit around and light my farts on fire for people to watch, <laughs> you know, should I get a living wage for that? And so he's equating what you do, because you do it for what you love to do, be damned if there's a market for it. But it's not the same thing because there are markets for musicians. It's yeah. not. Well, no, I mean, no, well, not well, even that. Well, there are also like curative powers in music well, too. I mean, I, it is I, a very. I've, I've talked about this before. If you if you, we had perfect information, if everyone in the world oh, sure. had the ability to to see that there was somebody lighting their farts, then yeah, guess what? Somebody lighting their farts would get money for oh, it. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. But but trying to analogize that, I'm. The mu- occupation of musician is even close to the occupation of lighting farts on lighting fire. Lighting farts was a ridiculous thing you came up with, sure. and I was saying that. Yes, I kind of like even, to think I'm above lighting farts personally. I do too, but I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is yes. He's even, reducing you to lighting farts. That's how bad of a socialist. You know he what? Is. That is exactly what the club owners do. <laughs> what I'm saying is that even in the situation where you cannot find an you don't you even think it's something offensive or, or stupid that does not mean that it is that this person is not valuable to society simply because they can't find a market i mean it's it's because the market isn't it's because the market for what they do isn't available and it's it's likely it's almost certain that there would be a market would it be available and in the situation we find ourselves in where we're fucking hugely rich and are spending it mostly on a bunch of, you know, on, on, on a small, tiny group of people to just build up their wealth stocks and not do anything. We could probably use a good deal of that money to better, to better circumstances to lift everybody up by spreading it around. Well, no, I, I agree that um, what's known as unconventional jobs can be worthy. Yeah. Well, my, my, the reason why I jump on the lighting farts thing is because Jeff put that in as, 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 a, as, a, as, as, as a very... As an example of as a meritless well, job. Well, yeah. as you put it in as a ridiculous silly notion that you thought I would reject. And I'm saying, no, this applies even to that. Mm-hmm. So my point is that even in your silly things you can come up with, I mean, you could probably come up with something where I wouldn't do. Like now, my, my, murdering my, people. Yeah, yeah, murdering or raping people or something like that, right? Yeah, okay, I reject that. That's yeah, a social I mean, harm. That's, yeah, that's a social harm. And also talking like, uh, I don't think reducing like the whole lighting farts on fire 
thing to saying that they should be getting is paid the same amount as a brain surgeon. Yeah, that, that's qualify. not at all what I'm saying. But no. they could make that and adapt it into a living wage, which living wage does not mean the greatest, most luxurious no, it just wage. Means-, it means you have a fridge that's actually full, which goes against the government standards because as long as you have a fridge, you're wealthy as shit. And also, it's, it's true. Do you remember, true. remember that Fox thing where they said, you know, like ninety-eight percent of those people who are poor have a refrigerator. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> and so, like, uh, oh my god, you know. But at least you would have a decent living. I mean, I think it it, yeah, it all yeah. goes down to the not quality even a decent of the living. Minimum. You have a living that allows you to survive. That allows you to survive. I mean, well, that's yeah. the thing. Like with minimum wage and that whole process, yeah. and why people bitch and complain. Like, oh, those people at McDonald's are picketing for minimum wage and uh, for fifteen dollars an hour. Well, it's like, well, guess what? It's not one. It's not just the people at McDonald's. It's also people who have very well degrees and Mm -hmm. lucrative degrees and they're making maybe ten dollars nine dollars an hour with thousands upon thousands of dollars of school debt exactly exactly. secondly the minimum wage the minimum wage is the minimum to survive if you work full-time in we'll say 85 percent of all the cities and living areas in america we'll say that if you are working minimum wage full-time you will not make enough to be able to compensate your rent, your food, and everything else that is required for you to live. And then even yeah, I don't know how talking accurate about, those numbers are, but I believe them to be likely true. Yeah. And then you're also talking about the things that are not considered point of a survival, which also in today's day and age, Wi-Fi should be free now because mostly everything you do involved is going towards Wi-Fi. Half my bills I can't pay without Wi-Fi because if you try and go to paper, they charge you 5 to $10 just to mail you a piece of paper on top of it. Well, I mean, so it's some always sort of, a lot of cheaper I, I to think, do it that way, too. I don't know whether it should be free, but just like there is a very basic phone service. There should be a basic... Get, there should be a basic internet service. It's like that in Australia. It's mm-hmm. like that in a lot of parts in Europe. There's a basic because they've come to realize they, that it's now a means of living. You can't YouTube on it, right? I mean, it, that would be where I would support like bandwidth restrictions on your very basic yeah, internet. But it's still there well, it because... It gets tricky, right? Because... But either way, the minimum wage you know, the thing whole, needs the to whole, go um, a net neutrality, internet fast lane type stuff, right? You think, okay, so give them basic internet access. But yeah, defining that, especially when things <laughs> are changing as fast as they are, it's there's no way the government's going to make a reasonable rule for that, right? You just mentioned YouTube should not be free internet access. But... I could imagine a world well, no, in six months where if your children don't have access to YouTube, they can't get the educa- can't get the same level of education. Right, right, right. What I'm saying is more that there, I accept a metered bandwidth on a if you were to get the extraordinary. Yeah, you can't basic. necessarily get XNXX.com but, but again, porn, but, but again, you're it's. We're talking about the vagaries of government, right? Well, what I'm and, saying is, you can take your children to a library. And, and and stuff there. There there are if you but yeah but if you look at the like the it's, economics of the no, whole thing okay, the, the macro of the whole thing there's no there's families no that have solution. to go to the like, library. Yes, there's no sure. one solution. Yes, it's right. families that also have to go to the library. And you know what? There are a lot of families, especially in cities that don't have cars, and yeah. yet right. they're still and it's a struggle for them. But if you to get only to have a place like the library, because guess what? Things aren't right down the street anymore like they were back in the 1950s where everything was right down the street from me and right. you walked but into the As long as you were white. It's, it's, as long as you were white. Okay, I mean, so if but, you were black, but the, you were the whole free internet thing. And I'm not... You, you guys I didn't are, say free. Dude, you're, you're, you're talking to two different... Did not say Democratic free, no. liberal. But, okay. <laughs> no, no. I, I am like so much more liberal than I ever thought I would be. But, I, you know, but... Okay, so we're talking about this utility internet, right? Yes. That everyone should get. And no, I said there should be a, a a very basic, minimum quality internet that you should be able to pay for that does not cost you thirty five to forty dollars just to get it. Like there are a very basic phone service you can get that gives you extraordinarily basic local service. That's the Obama phones, right? No, that that that's different. No, this is stuff that came from Reagan, right? And uh, sure. people call that Obama phones, but sure. it came from Reagan. Yeah, which is. Well, saying that there's that's a, what I was talking about. What people are yeah. calling it? Yes. people are calling it whatever. There, there is an extraordinarily yeah. basic service you can get for very cheap. 
mm-hmm. and it gives you a dial tone, and it gives you the ability to call emergency services and like a few local things. And it gives you the ability to call people yeah. within yeah. your local area. And it's not free. But it's not thirty five, forty dollars. But I mean, when we're talking about the internet, well, if you're talking about phone services. I mean, for my phone, I pay close to a hundred dollars, and I have a uh-huh. basic, yeah. basic you know, premium. When we're talking about the internet, though, like it's like I, I'm internet's the same exact I'm, thing. I think I'm on the same side as you guys for this. I'm just pointing out the pitfall, and the pitfall is that the internet is going to is already and will be even more important to. Wait, you, wait, you're saying that there are consequences to things? We have to think about them and set them up correctly? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> then you're, you're not... No, yes, I'm Okay, not, so it's not worth talking about. Let's just... Well, no, no you gotta, you gotta go kind of look at it as this way. You're always gonna have a certain percentage that's going to abuse the system and create flaws within it, but the amount of percentage that's actually going to benefit and do its purpose for that it is built there for is going to outweigh Much the um, the amount of percentage that's going to abuse the system yeah. just like the same exact reason that most i'm gonna say it, fuck it redneck racist people say oh the welfare system is just a bunch of n-word people who are just completely abusing the system and being lazy okay no not true there is a certain amount of people in the world that, or in America, I'm sorry, that is abusing the system. And it's a small, uh, minuscule percentage compared to the actual people that it actually benefits and will overcome the necessity for that entire purpose of having it there. And the business that is doing this will actually gain more profit out of the fact that they're offering a yeah. small little service than than the than the externality that will be uh, that will occur because of the fact they have to offer it. I mean, it's like the thing that happened a couple of years ago in Oklahoma. I can't remember exactly what state where they were starting to put free, giving free housing to homeless. Uh, do you know what state I'm talking about? No, I can't. I can't really. I can't quite remember. It's somewhere out in the Midwest. But they were they were building all these uh, projects and stuff like that that were strictly apartments giving and they were giving them to the homeless. And while they were giving them a free living space, they started to give them a job. And guess what? Most of them accepted the jobs. And now they were working as part of the society. And everyone was saying, oh, well, you're giving them all this stuff for free. This is just costing us more. Actually, no, it was saving them money because then you're getting rid of like vandalism, all the criminal rates of everything else mm-hmm. that is occurring with them. And guess what? Most people, actually, I'm going to say like 99.9% because I'm sure there is the point one percent of people who actually enjoy being I, homeless. I don't know if the numbers are that high, but yeah. Yeah, but most people don't want to be homeless. Most people don't enjoy that life. They take it and they take it with a strong sense that, you know what? I'm being given this opportunity and now I can start to change my life. And guess what? The statistics of the outreach of all the ones that have happened in this state which i'm i feel really stupid you talked about hormones before earlier jeff hormones Home, so they, they make I people want to be part of, of things they make sure. people want to be part of the society regardless of whether you're a man or woman sure. okay all right i thought you were gonna drill me on no. something i wasn't talking about the colloquial women's hormones no 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 can't no, no, figure no, no, out no, the no, women no, no, no. i was talking about the chemistry that makes your brain do things the right? chemistry that makes your brain do things makes you want to be part of society sure Let's talk about blueberries. <laughs> Let's talk about blueberries. So we were at the milestone on Thursday. Um, uh, this is the that it's, it's bar this like kind of like a cheap bar that has fairly decent craft beer. Yeah. for the all prices, in bottles. all in bottles. Yeah, all in bottles. But it's still, I mean, for a bar that isn't in a city. You know, before we go on, I've been wanting to talk about this for like ten minutes now. So your glass of Utopia is, is like five and a half feet away from me. I can smell it like it's sitting right here. Dude, it smells it is, so good. It is so good. <laughs> I mean, it has such like a a really strong like caramel, smoky maltiness, and yeah, the alcohol is just there's maple syrup in this one. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just like powerful to where it's. It, I feel like I'm drinking like scotch almost, where you just need to sip it because yep. I I made the mistake of taking a big gulp when I got it and I was <laughs> choking and almost dying by how strong it is. Did you drive here or he drove? Oh, oh he I drove, drove. here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if you picked him up somewhere. No, no, no. No, he, he was. I was just it, right behind his ass. If so. his car wasn't so close, I was going to have him try something else. But uh, you're probably good. Yeah, I think you're good. Okay, I mean, we, that's, we, no, no, I that's you're, fine. You're good. I, I just I got some whiskeys I'd like you to try, but that was only if you didn't have to drive right away. 
You're fine. I'm fine. You're fine. I don't need whiskey. I don't really like whiskey. <laughs> we'll do it next but, time. Yeah, next time. I was gonna um, say, but either way, uh, blueberries. Yeah. So, so we were at this. So, so the first thing that happened at this bar is is we're there and some lady gets super drunk and. <laughs> I felt bad for her. I did feel bad for her, ultimately. So basically, we talked to the bartender. What happened with this woman was she was there with her two sons and her daughter-in-law. And I guess one of the sons made a rude comment to her, some sort of comment that upset her. And she became very depressed and just started drinking a lot after that point. And literally, be as the bartender described her, a depressed drunk. Yeah. And so she went to the restroom. And what did her two sons and, grand- and uh, daughter-in-law do? They ditched her. They packed up and they left. And well, there, there's other issues going on in that family. Yes. Yeah, there yeah. definitely is. And uh, she came out and she's asking where her kids are. And now she's getting very distraught. Uh, that, and very that's upset. not the point. The point is that she, yeah, that's so, not the point. So she, so they leave. She comes she back drinking and she, more. she, no, no. Oh they, no, they, they cut her off. Her. They, they cut they her, cut her off. off. Yeah, they cut her off. But. You know, they couldn't like kick her out necessarily, and so she falls asleep at the bar, sitting straight up. And the next thing we hear, everyone's going about their business, and you just hear a big, and we look over, and she's gone. She fell. But she fell on top of the bar stool. So another person went over there and stuck another bar stool under this so she was lied across the bar stool, and we called the ambulance. And uh, well, we did. They did. Well, the bar did. <laughs> uh, we, I'm saying the yeah. two bartenders, you and me, and then one of the bartender's right. boyfriend. The people who were there. The people who were there. Called the ambulance, and the police showed up, not the ambulance. The ambulance were outside, I guess, waiting for them. Yeah. But uh, do you want to continue? Well, they were very the one was copy to them. and The one wasn't. The one came in and made jokes, which it wasn't like, oh, like a dickhead joke. He just kind of poked her and was like, come on, lady. You've been here all weekend. Time to go. Enough drinking. Let's go out. You've been here all weekend. And uh, she wasn't responding. Not at all. No words. Just completely... Irresponsive. It was the other police officer. It was like, I don't have time for this. And, and he picked her up, got her up, and handcuffed her and dragged her out. And it was just like, we, but he was extremely abusive in his language yeah. and started yelling at her and screaming at her about just nonsense stuff that you didn't need to do. I mean, I understand she shouldn't have gotten that drunk in public, but she was in a bar. And you don't know her life story, and she's still a human. We were saying, and like, it, he it was, was dehumanizing. If it was her. like some small town, then the cop would have been, you know, just, okay, walked her out and, and done something like that. But since it's, it, and it is, it's, it's, it's Brentwood. It's not exactly a huge town or anything, but mm-hmm. this cop was just being a, a douchebag. And it was, it and, was. And the other cop kind of stepped out of the way. I mean, I don't know what he, if he agreed with it or not, but he didn't say anything yeah. after that. And it was this guy yelling at her, give me your hands. And she's like, well, and now she's awake because she got lifted up and kind of tossed on top of the bar. And uh, she's like, what's what's going on? He's like, give me your hands. And he just kind of like kept yelling at her to a point where it's like, you know what? She was passed out, not responding. My reaction would be, all right, let's get the paramedics in here, throw her up on her stretchers, send her for alcohol poisoning, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I mean, I think. I didn't think it was necessary to handcuff her. And walk around. I don't think it was that. necessary or to scream at her like that. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't being abusive towards anyone. She right. wasn't being a threat. She was passed out on a bar. Yeah. Not not exactly, you know, the, the best thing the in best your thing life. In the but, world, but, but yeah, there's no reason to. Everybody goes through bad times. There's no reason to, to. Well, that was my. That's what I said to you that night. Like, oh, like I've never had too much to drink yeah, myself. Yeah. Like that guy can. I mean, who honestly can say they've never had at least one night where they haven't had too much to drink? But on to more fun. Th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I raised sure. my hand to Greg. She didn't look great. Gave me no, no. I, I uh, and I'm I, not saying I over cops- in, you know, I, I overindulge. Probably like once every six months. Yeah, yeah. It, just, and, it just happens. Hey, if your family's around and you don't think you're going to be abandoned, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a after talking to the bartender, which I didn't find that out until after she was taken away. That's when I really started going, man. That really fucking sucks. Like, I wonder what happened. I mean, maybe she has a history with it, but et cetera, et cetera. I mean, still. Yeah. So that that was the sad part. But then then things t- took a turn. Things awesome. got really funny later. <laughs> When a, a guy hours came later. in with a crate of blueberries, and <laughs> he was like some old school. Then, well, okay, so he had, he had a box like with uh, what, like eight blueberries at the time, like things of blueberries at the time, eight blueberries. And he comes, he comes in, and I'm like, oh god! And he comes over to me, 
Uh, and it comes he's, over to me because I was yeah there. you were right next to yeah. and and I said to him I don't buy blueberries from he says, you want to buy some blueberries yeah I said I don't buy blueberries from people who walk into bars he said what I said I don't buy blueberry I don't buy blueberries from people who walk into bars so I left and got a yeah, drink and he sits down and says why not and I said I just don't why not and so okay I gave him three times three chances to just walk away. Right, three chances. He, he puts on the he yeah. no, no, no. Oh, he did. I got a picture actually of it. So let me show you yeah. the picture of it. Exactly. No, but I gave. It's not like you know. It's not like I went after him right away. It's like, right. look, I give you three chances. Just walk away. Find somebody else. He didn't. So I jumped on him, and that was that sort was, of fucking him. <laughs> No, he started. He's just like, so where'd you get these blueberries? And he says, someplace in the strip well, district. The, 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 so okay, let me see if I can if I can get exactly what happened because the 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 tenor of the conversation kept changing, which was really funny. But so I so I said, yeah, where'd you get these? And he said, like, where did these come from? He said, Chile. And I said, okay, where in Chile? Right? Because I mean, I want to know. You come in, so, uh, no, uh, from commonplace. Like, what is what is commonplace? Is that a is that a a, a farm or something? Is it, no, it's it's a place down on down in Liberty or whatever. So, so wait, so I thought you said they're from Chile. No, they're from commonplace, which is down here. So I said, okay, where is that? So he gave me the address and I started looking up, and he said, and and then as I was looking up the address, he said, and, and look, it's two for five dollars, and I said, well, why don't I just go to Commonplace then? And he said, well, they're closed. I said, well, look, I'll call them up and I'll see how much the cost is. And I tried, to, and then it was like dialing them. He said, no, 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 they're closed. You can't get them. Coming to a bar at what nine thirty? It was like nine thirty. Nine thirty at night. Yeah. Uh, like, why would I need blueberries? Today and he goes because you're eating the pizza next yeah. door and these are healthier. That was his response. <laughs> the full thing I fucked it. Just it got more and more ridiculous to the point where he, I, he started to be like belligerent about the price and just like, no, I'm not buying your blueberries. Uh, because I can get them at commonplace if I wanted them, and I'm not going to buy them from you. And eventually, he's just like defeated, uh, and he sits down. and He starts telling us jokes. <laughs> yeah, and then he started getting into oh, man. He got into one joke uh, with the doctor. Yeah, that we totally did not expect. We didn't expect the like... joke. So let me give you the joke that, that we did. So he says, <laughs> so he goes, all right. So here's the deal. So a man goes in. This is like after it's just been like look. After he gave up about yeah, the blueberries. Yeah, yeah. All right. So a guy goes in the doctor and he says, look, "Here's the thing. When I when I when I press my arm like this and touch my arm, it hurts. When when I touch my stomach, it hurts. When I touch my face, it hurts." And so I wrote down what I thought the answer was going to be. Uh, and, and so I said, "Okay, what is <laughs> so what does the doctor say?" The doctor says, "He says the doctor says you got a broken finger." Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be doctors don't do that, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, I knew the broken thing. finger. Yeah, one. But yeah. so I thought, okay. You know. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I did not expect that one go. And then he went into something. It wasn't like a racist or no, something. No, it wasn't thing. racist. It was sexist though. But it was. It, he kept saying. So, so he thought, okay, hey, I have an in. I'm going to tell him jokes. And instead of saying more jokes, he says, which I mean, it wasn't a great joke. It was like we just we were on. It was unexpected. So we were like, yeah, okay. So he goes, hey, here I'll tell you something else. If it smells, was if it if it smells like oh, if it smells like fish and tastes like dish, fuck it. Wasn't it something like that? Something like if it smells like fish, it's a dish. And we were just like, okay. And there was some other rhyming one. We were just like, yeah, not at all. And we just kind of looked at him, and then you were just like, all right, buddy. Get lost, and you like turn, turned away, and he wouldn't leave. What yeah. kind of horrible socialists are you that you let someone with mental illness like that? And you just didn't get him help and help him. What? I'm, I'm a democratic no, socialist. There's a, there's a difference between somebody who <laughs> who picks up a bunch of blueberries that some that, that, that he gets them from the. Uh, later on, we talked to the I talked to the bartender, and he's a regular that does this, and mm-hmm. she told me what uh, where he actually gets them from. The local giant eagle right up the street, mm-hmm. when the sell by date yeah, yeah, occurs, yeah. they have to throw them away. Yeah. So he digs through the trash and pulls them out, and he tries mm-hmm. to flip them mm-hmm. that night. So that's exactly what he does. I mean, granted, you know what? If he wants to eat them himself, that's great. Because you know what? They're not bad. The sell-by date's up on them. So they're not bad. But I'm not going to buy them from you. 
at a bar. At a bar at ten o'clock at night. Hey, everyone's got to make a dollar, man. Just like those web well, hosting no, he companies. Wouldn't, he wouldn't have to do that if there was a if there was a general salary. If no, there, if there was a maybe basis. he's trying to get a stipend on top of his or money on top of. His well, then salary. he's 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 doing the wrong thing to do that. But you know, I, I agree. The guy shouldn't shouldn't be you know lost and not have and not get any you know, like any money in order to, to do anything was, uh, whatsoever. So, so this week uh, we had our sales kickoff. So all the sales guys are down. So I spent an afternoon at the hotel helping people out. Right. So I'm sitting in the lobby working on their Wi-Fi, which is funny. The Wi-Fi in the lobby is great. The Wi-Fi in the conference center doesn't work worth a dick, you know, which we're paying for. But aside from that, so I'm sitting there. I'm working. I'm almost time to go to the happy hour. This guy walks in, you know, just like the guy with the blueberries, mm-hmm. right? I mean, some kind of mental illness, obviously. Yeah. But you know, story I don't story. know if mental illness is the right way to describe this guy. Okay. He just was he was down on his luck and he was trying to find some way to make money somehow and doing it entirely the wrong way. Okay. Maybe that is mental illness. Everyone I think everyone has mental illness in some way. Guys Nobody's perfect. So like I, I can't remember the order of everything that happened, right? But he had told me he was just in New York. Well, he asked me where I'm from. I'm in a hotel, so he thought I was from out of town, but I'm like Cranberry. Like, Cranberry Township, uh-huh. you know, and then uh, he told me that you know he's looking for a job, but he was just in New York City for business, and he needs to get a haircut and a shave so he can get a job. And where on the north side can he get a haircut and a shave? I'm like, oh, I'm sure up in East Ohio, there's a couple barber shops. He's like, where's that at? Can I take the bus to get there? And then, but like. He, oh, I wish I could remember more of the conversation. I was not in the mood to yeah. to play with a mentally this ill person. This was different because I was in the mood to play, but I yeah, but I gave him the opportunities to get out before, right? I mean, that was the thing. Like, I I was definitely in the mood to play. Oh, uh, right? yeah, you I, gave him like I, a I, bunch of chances to leave. There was like I'm like four. Yeah, you know, in the middle of the conversation, I'm like, oh, I could really have fun. No, just, Greg definitely just, did. I just don't feel oh, like Oh, yeah, it. that was fun. I had a couple jabs, but I was just more or less letting Greg do, go. I actually changed sides because I really didn't feel like dealing with him. <laughs> yeah, he, we moved over to the other I side. I was really him. annoyed. As soon as, he, as soon as he came up to me, I was annoyed, which is yeah. why I left to go get a bar at the other end of the bar. <laughs> but it was great because, I mean, I was drinking I, I was listening with to... Nick, and I was having fun, and this guy comes along, and it was just like, all right, here... Here's an out. Here's an out. Here's an out. Game on, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's literally what it became. I mean, and I at least got the picture. I should have yeah. filmed it. Would have been even better. I was just listening to a podcast. I think it was ninety nine percent invisible. I think they were talking about sell by dates, right? Mm-hmm. And like some states, like have really strict sell by dates. In particular. Well, Montana for milk. I'm not like so. Lots of states mandate how many days past production mm-hmm. milk sell-by date is. Montana's sell-by date for milk is like half like most of the other states. They must have very close... I mean, because Montana's huge and no, there's like two cities. They throw <laughs> out more milk in Montana uh-huh. than like, 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 like ten times more milk than like anywhere else. Sure, sure, but it, that's the sort of thing where if you go to like Iraq or something, a place where they have a lot of oil, it's super duper cheap and they actually like, yeah. you know, enough that they're throwing it out because it's so fucking cheap. But they kind of looked into yeah. sell-by dates or best before dates or things like that, right? And there's so many people. Heather does it, right? She sees a bad data on a thing in the fridge. She won't Yeah, It's psychology. It. I mean, the thing about selling it is totally anymore. psychology. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I have a, I, I kind of ignore expiration dates on my opinion. Just because you, know, I, you should really ignore most expiration. Now, yeah. I mean, I, deli date, meat, deli meats, kind of the especially like turkey is yeah. an exception. Yeah, uh, I mean, but like milk uh, is an exception to a certain milk extent. Is an it, it lasts longer than you might think. like a week or two longer yeah. Yeah. than normal. But I usually will go until super the smell. perishable items. You should you know you should care about that thing. And 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 the good thing about a somebody is it gives you an idea of when it was made, mm-hmm. right? So the further along, it means that it means well, I mean, the, the way most the of the later da- it was the way that most of the dates are set are right. The company focus groups it, and it's the usual. moment that the product doesn't taste quite as good as it used to taste, mm-hmm. that's where they set the sell by date. Right. But yeah. you really don't know if that's 
three weeks or product 12 or, months. Well, not like, even to mention, it's usually those sell-by dates and stuff like that are brought by people who really have no experience in that type of field of like expiration and oh, everything yeah, yeah, else. Well, that's it. It's if, usually if, just a bunch of guys with they the don't, ties going, you know what I If they don't focus group it, they use gut feel or they look it up online and right, figure yeah. out what their sell by your best by dates are i you mean know. like you're gonna put a sell by date on vinegar hello Hershey's. vinegar doesn't go bad yeah or uh, there's, a, there's a sell by date on chocolate honey. yeah chocolate honey syrup. doesn't go bad well okay so honey right honey will crystallize if it sits too long yeah and you can recover it by putting it in a hot water bath but yeah, but honey never technically you're, expires you're a company selling honey you're, if your honey's all crystallized on the shelf, you're not going to sell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Granted, I mean, so, those honey expiration dates are like four or five years down the line. But still, I mean... I, honey I, makers need to make bottles that you can put in hot water and don't swell and deform. That's what they need to do. Well, they last, do. The, the, the bear bottles, they don't. No, no. The, like, the last honey... Like, so Heather had some... Heather had some honey, and I had some buckwheat honey, and they both had gone crystallized, right? So he made up a hot water bath. The hot water bath probably got a little bit hotter than it should have. The bottle swelled, so now my bottles don't sit up, right? <laughs> you know? Put and a towel at the bottom of your pan, then put your thing on there. Maybe that's what I need yeah. to do. Don't Yeah, don't, don't have it touch the bottom of the pan. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing, though. People actually think honey has, like... I mean, just honey's just one of the few, but people think it no, actually expires. So but many it, things. It, it really doesn't. No, and in fact, the, the FDA doesn't require you to put uh, expiration dates on much on many things at all. But people do it because people look for it. Mm-hmm. So, well, and not even to that, it's like, oh, well, if we have an ex- expiration date on here, guess what? They're going to come back sooner and buy our product again. That, that too, that too. So, all, all that helps. Yeah, I mean, like, like dry oatmeal. That doesn't. I mean, it can go bad. It can go rancid after a couple, you know, ten, fifteen years, probably. <laughs> Millennium got you a new fan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron's dad. She's downloading uh, some of your episodes right uh, now. You get a chance <laughs> to read it. Um, the canned food doesn't really. I mean, it'd be. It, it breaks would take a down, while. It breaks but down, but it would take a long time. For it you. never gets unsafe. Yeah, exactly. It just gets mushy and kind of gross. But yeah. it never gets unsafe to eat. Well, I mean, talking about mushy and ungross and stuff like that, we, you and I have the same opinion on using like insects more for oh, insect yeah. protein yeah. for and like Mc, McDonald's and those type of things. Like, should be used <laughs> for McDonald's. No, but I'm saying like using like real beef and stuff like that. I mean, that should be a luxury that I can get a steak any which way. I mean, that should be something that I have every so often. But I can go to Chili's every goddamn night and get a steak. Uh, I, okay, so for what you're talking about, right? It, Yes, insects is one of the solutions that's available. And it's also... But isn't a much more achievable solution to eat less meat? Oh, right? yeah. To I make, don't really eat To make your meat, meat so. portion be the size of a deck of cards, like they say, right? You know, like, if you get your meat portion down to that, as opposed to the 16-ounce porterhouse... I don't know. Is, is it a much more achievable solution to change culture, or is it a much more achievable solution to just simply change the supply line? I'm going to say change the supply line. And don't even tell them. <laughs> till two years later. Oh, so so, you're, so you, you're going to make uh, a fillet of steak? No, 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 no. No, I'm no, talking you about, cannot like, make a fillet yeah. of steak. But if you're well, you make can it, with enough chemistry and, and microbes. No, I'm, I'm, nanotechnology I'm talking can, about, like, the... <laughs> The easy well, access, the no, easy access we have to. I mean, every single fast food yeah, restaurant I'm out about there. Just, I'm talking about the fact that meat. we're giving dogs and stuff like that That's real, real beef, real salmon, et cetera, et cetera. When they're not going to know the difference between yeah. insect protein, yeah, I mean, it's mostly pet gonna, feed. Yeah. That's well, what a lot of the beef. Goes what? To. What? You know, okay, so a lot of the fish you eat is farm raised, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fish food that feeds the fish that you eat is wild caught fish. Oh, really? So they catch fish out of the ocean <laughs> to, feed, to turn into yeah. fish food. Now, it, it's to cheap feed fish you never fish. eat. Yeah. Right. But it's still taking shit out of the ocean. Well, that's what I mean. But, fish. but they can do the same exact process with nearly all animal food. Feed. Yeah. There's no reason mm-hmm. to have your cat have yeah, fresh better. I mean, my dogs sometimes eat better than I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm eating like... If you don't some... want to start with humans, that's fine. We spend yeah. huge amounts of, of ridiculous amounts of money putting... I mean, but the thing about like farming like farming cattle and everything else for beef that in America we eat, oh. I mean, that takes up tons of land. You're talking about everything else that goes into the carbon monoxide, blah, blah, blah. Is normal dog food but, and cat food really like 
yeah. good meat, or is it only the premium stuff that has good meat? Well, it doesn't matter. It's it's yeah. beef, and there isn't a need for it to yeah, be. Yeah, and then you're talking about... If it's all collagen and assholes, <laughs> then... Well, the only reason why... Yeah, okay, but the only reason why collagen and assholes are so cheap is because there's so many of them, because mm-hmm. we cut up huge amounts of cows, right. uh, and... When, I mean, but the thing is, like, to, to mass produce the amount of, like, like we do with cattle, with insects, you're talking about taking acres and acres of land and squashing them into a little drawer mm-hmm. about this. Big. Oh, oh, I, I, I know. Mean, well, no, yeah. no, no. You're not arguing with me about the amount of resources it takes to make a cow. Yeah. yeah. Right? What I'm saying is, if you want to get a person to be less impactful on the environment... What's a winning strategy? Okay, here's the problem. Here's the problem with that, is that there's a, a myth, and it's a bad myth, which is that it, it's down to us as individuals to stop this, when almost all the pollution, almost all the problem happens in these gigantic corporate uh, machines that work. You as an individual in your family, doesn't matter what you do, you are, not, you are a tiny, 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 tiny fraction of the gigantic machine that's running. Right. And what we need to do is change the machine, not change what individual little people are doing. But the machine's going to supply the demand. The man's driven by culture. So I'm saying change well, no, the, the culture. Sh- the machine is, yeah, but you, the machine is supplying the demand, but not just to people. People are an artifact of what's going on. The major stuff, most of where all the beef goes, where all the college and all that stuff goes, it, comes in, it goes into mm-hmm. things where we can actually sustain that a lot easier with better sources that do not cause nearly as much damage. Yeah, and think about also the waste aspect of it, too. I mean... There's a ton of that beef and everything else. And so I mean, what I hear you guys are saying too. is instead of trying to get the American culture to eat less meat and eat more vegetables is no, I, to I eat bugs instead yes. of meat. Yes. yes, because what's going to happen is eventually there's going to be a cultural change as that. As I mean, why, the insect why thing is, is already easier starting to, take to a switch from meat to bugs than to switch from meat to vegetables? Because it's happening way further down the supply chain than people care about. And eventually yep. when it does reach them, they won't have as many choices. Oh, you're, so you're imagining this bug product is indistinguishable from meat? Uh, no, I'm imagining this bug product is... At first, it's not even used for people. It's just used on stuff where they won't care, like dogs and cattle and other stuff and sheep and all the stuff that, mm-hmm. it, it, that yeah, they're not going to care. They eat whatever the fuck is given to them. Eventually, it's going to hit the point where, yeah, there's going to be stuff to figure out how to make cool hamburger patties out of insects because it's going to reach that point of supply well, that's chain. A, well, the it's thing- gonna reach a, it's not going to reach us for a while. The insect you're thing that was already saying, becoming a hipster Instead thing of and, getting people to eat smaller portions of meat, you think that's going to be easier to get them to eat bug burgers? Yes. No, what I'm saying is... I, I No, I honestly think it would be. I think ultimately, yes. I think ultimately th- that is the solution because, yeah, I think ultimately when it comes down to the point where, well, I mean, look, if you want to make a, a, a burger out of meat, it's going to cost you a hell of a lot more. It's going to cost you 11 bucks. If you get a bug burger, it's going to cost you the same price. A lot of people are going to say, all right, I'll eat the bug burger instead of going for $11 for the, for the hamburger. I guess it gives them what they want if it product is, if it's, you know, okay, so bug burger versus meat burger is kind of like uh, antibiotics versus organic, right? You know, today. The, the, the point is that the reason why people are eating a lot of beef is because a lot of beef is cheap. It is very cheap. If a lot of beef wasn't cheap... Then people wouldn't be eating beef. Even if it's shitty beef, else. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's still really cheap, but people don't care. It's like, it still yeah. tastes good. People aren't eating, people don't care about their health. People care about what, you know, the, their pocketbook. So hit them at their pocketbook. Yeah, I think the pocketbook feel will affect more so than the people. It's more than just pocket. It's more than just pocketbook. It, it, it's what they've been taught, right? Because a lot of people don't know yeah, how to eat. Well, Other than what their parents taught them. Which is what a big issue with the entire cultural thing is what we were taught, what we were taught. And, tra- and traditionally in our country, you don't eat bugs. That's disgusting. Yeah. It's not, well, it's you? not that. It's not, it's not so just force that. force the issue. If, so many people don't know how to prepare a meal with the, with the portion sizes that the U.S. government recommends, right? With a piece of meat the size of a pack of cards and then like lots of grains and vegetables. Yeah. You know? No, and I People totally agree with you. don't know that. how to make that meal. Well, yeah, that's the I, problem. No, well, it's you're not, not going to be able to do that with a simple step. 
You're not going to be able to, 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 to change everybody's diets in, in America with a simple step. You can do that here with a relatively simple step. Replace way far down the chain a lot of this protein with insect protein. Yeah, but, I mean, he's also tapping into a, a whole other aspect of, like, I mean, the fact that most Americans eat out now a lot, a lot. Well, that's it. Most Americans and, don't know how to even prepare that meal. They don't meal know how to prepare with tons food. of meat or not, right? And that's what I mean, because when you go out, they're yeah. going to give you more, because guess what? They can charge you more for it, and it's cheaper. It's cheap for them, too. So they're going to give you the bigger yeah, excess no, plate. there's no incentive for them making you healthy no no and, not and at all I don't but i'm talking about when i mean when i think of like my grandmother for instance all i remember as a kid growing up is her cooking and i'm not saying like oh well, woman was in her place cooking no i'm saying though but she comes from a society where you made home-cooked meals we didn't yeah. go out to eat i ate at home and guess what even if it wasn't the healthiest of food you were still getting a smaller correct portion towards it which helped affect the outcome of the entire thing. I, I, I still mean, think so. I, I because they weren't my. I mean, we weren't cooking massive amount I of food for us to waste. That simply changing the insect part, in, in simply changing insects or beef to insects, is going to necessarily have a major health impact on America. That's not what I care about. I care about the amount of waste. Yeah, the the, the of, waste the environmental effect of having. Well, that's what I said. It touches a of, different aspect yeah. of things. I, I mean, the health thing, there are other ways to solve that problem. But I don't... Not eat as much? And I don't think that the insect thing is going to be a major contributor to a health pro- to, to, to fixing the health problem. However, I feel that you can do it and not cause an, a major, major amount of disruption in the market. Not cause a major amount of disruption in terms of how people's lives are simply by making it further down. Uh, the yeah, as long as you and then eventually it feed may it help in. some. It mm. may help people eat, eat less beef eventually. That's good. I mean, it's not the goal, but it's good. Yeah, I mean, considering the integration portion of it, yeah. that'll really help. Because if we just all cut off and said, "All right, guess what? You're eating bug meat." Uh, there's going to be a lot, a lot of problems. But like I said, I agree with you completely with saying that we should integrate it into pet food. Well, okay, so the there. question is, why is it not already in pet food, right? It's it, expensive. It's, right. So how do you get the economics to... You, you make it so that that's in demand, and therefore there's a lot of people trying to produce it. The reason why it's expensive is because it's, it's not a very high demand. Mm. Okay. This is price elasticity. So how do we do that? You make it a... You, you, well, the, the best way to do it is probably regulation. You say that there has to be a certain amount of this particular feed that isn't... That, that that has these protein guidelines but does not come from cows or something like that. And and that's hard it's hard to get through because the beef industry has a lot of pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, I mean that, and that's where a lot so you, of these so that's where you, come that's where from. the lobby come, the lobbying comes from. You lobby. That's that that's the that's the business of government. You can't this doesn't happen on you don't turn on dimes. There's inertia involved in all of this. Mm-hmm. So but take the steps to start. <laughs> Because if you build up enough of a, 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 a enough of momentum, then guess what? You have a lot of inertia. <laughs> so you have to use that. Understand. This is the interesting thing about physics to me. And I was I was explaining to Nick the the, the thing about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to get into this, but this is no, this, this is true. I was explaining the thing to Nick about how the the uncertainty principle can be thought of simply in social terms. In you know, I know somebody with this problem. Somebody across town has this problem. It's a lot more affecting to me if I know them than if I don't. Stop. <laughs> do, it, do it again. No, don't do it again. I like your mouth he's, on fire. He's shooting lasers at me. It, your mouth's like lighting up like a Christmas tree. Do it. No. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me get the laser pointer. It's really helpful. That's my argument. Okay. Go. Sorry. I'm right. oh, sorry. <laughs> so, oh, your eyes are rolled. Oh, look at that picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking possessed picture, right? So, so, so that that is me speaking truth, and that's what I look like when I speak truth. Um, so, the, the the point is the 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 physics Principal of inertia, wants, uh, the physics yeah. of movement, applies to things like how people work in government. Yeah, <laughs> that the, there's when large big businesses 
have a lot of inertia. They're Mars, huge. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's hard for them to move. It's hard for them to change their vectors. It's hard for them to change their directions. Uh, it's hard for governments that are big to change their policies to turn on dimes. It doesn't happen easily. It takes a lot of energy to do that. The, physics is just about these fundamental things that actually apply to more than just objects. They apply to all the stuff that we're looking at. This inertia thing happens in government. It happens with lobbying. This is what all this is trying to do is influence all these things in motion. Uh, so we have to, I mean, it's great to be able to have these laws we can use to consider to, to talk about them when we're talking about these things. But ultimately, yes, we have to deal with the inertia of a, a big beef lobby. How do you deal with that? Well, you make things either, ha- you, you slow it down and you make other things have more momentum. It takes time. Or an incredible amount of energy. It's not impossible, though. No, I mean, it's not impossible. Thing. You can do it. We know how. We actually know the equations for how to do it. And scene. <laughs> That's what I was thinking in my head, too. Well, thanks for coming out tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Uh we hope you enjoyed our, our little improv. Yeah. <laughs> We're here every week. <laughs> that was called Insectoid Lobbyists. Do 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 do. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a good show. Yeah, that was a good time. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Great. Super. Duper. Hey, you got the laser pointer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Great. Totally worth Super. It. Thanks, everyone. Boy, it sucks to be wrong, doesn't it, Jeff? It does. 